how are you actually getting the decision makers on the phone? Rapport first. Rapport, Rapport first. first. Always. Like, if you're one of those people to pitch slap someone, like the moment <laughs> you walk up to them, it's very off-putting. It's very used car salesman right? I want to come off as informational and I'm your subject matter expert. And what you don't need is more time or to think about the money. You need information. As I build the rapport with you, that's what I'm leveraging. People go and want to buy something or they're at these events and they have a nuance of a need. And if you can tease out those pain points, when I'm building rapport with you, I'm looking for your pain points. It is that simple. What's up, action takers? Welcome back to After Hours Entrepreneur. This is your guide to building your very own thriving, freedom-loving, freedom-building six-figure business. And today, I'm bringing you a backstage pass to the NSU Levan Center of Innovations Innovation Day 2022. This event was incredible. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innovators and entrepreneurs from the South Florida area all congregated in one place in one time. What you're about to watch is one of the episodes in the series where I'm talking with a local entrepreneur who's making it happen just like you. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn some new skills, to learn what's working, hear some amazing stories from entrepreneurs, and walk away with some actionable tips that are going to help you build up your business. And by the way, this episode is sponsored by Mark Savant Media. Mark Savant Media gives you the tools to launch, grow, and monetize your very own podcast. You want more info? All you got to do is go to www.marksavantmedia.com to launch and grow your very own podcast. It's going to crush it, baby. All right, enough of me. It's time to get into this episode with an awesome innovator at the NSU Innovation Center. Let's go. Quick shout out to our sponsors over at Fran Bridge Consulting. They specialize in placing you with the best non-food franchises on earth. And the best part, it's 100% free. Do yourself a favor and sign up for a free call with the CEO, John Austinson, today over at FranBridgeConsulting.com. He'll even send you a free book, 100% free. Go to FranBridgeConsulting.com, chat with the CEO, John, today. All right, let's get into the episode. Alec, welcome to After Hours Entrepreneur. Thank you. Glad you had me. Yeah, me too. We were having an interesting conversation out at the front of the podcast booth here at the Levan Center, and I said, I got to get you in the booth to chat a little bit about what you do. Yeah, I'm totally honored. And uh, so I work for an analytics consulting firm. I'm a sales engineer with them. Uh, our name is Quarry Bridge Analytics, and we're working on prescriptive analytics for organizations as a whole. We're bridging the gap between your data and business growth. Ooh, we love that, don't we? Yeah. As a whole, every, every size, every shape, every kind of organization. We've worked with numerous startups and we've worked with larger organizations like Home Depot, The Hard Rock, even Disney, uh, because everybody needs a hand with that data. We all work, 90% of organizations, I should not say all, work in this 90% informational reporting area where we all have a dashboard maybe, maybe we don't even know how to use it, and we're getting all this information in, but we're not making decisions about it because we don't have the time. We have time to get in a meeting where we might talk about how we did the report at the end of the week, and then we go home. A good example we use is if you have reporting that 
You have a business analyst on Tuesday. He makes the report. It's finished. It's to you by Wednesday. Maybe you're talking about it by Thursday. And guess what it is? Friday. Very quickly. And are we making decisions on Friday? Most organizations are not by that time. And we're just trying to put out the fire and check off the box of getting that report out there. What we're trying to get organizations out of is out of that informational space and in that prescriptive analytics space where we're supplementing your workforce, right? So your business analysts get that report Monday morning, for example, or we optimize your dashboard so they can pull it and then they can make decisions from day one. It's an exponential growth kind of equation, right, man? So if I give you 10% of your time back over 100 days, you 3x your total time when it comes to an exponential math problem, right? It's, it's imperative that we give, especially startups, entrepreneurs themselves of any size, shape, whatever, or industry, their time back. Your time is your money. And it is for any organization across the board. 100%. 100%. And interpreting, finding the right data, knowing which data is relevant is obviously a little bit overwhelming at times. Absolutely. I used to work for a large insurance company and using a program like Salesforce, there are dozens, if not hundreds of different reports and customizations that you can make. And it's, I I think what probably ends up happening is these companies get so overwhelmed. These businesses get so overwhelmed with all the data, they just tune it all out. Or maybe they take one, one KPI and they try to make decisions difficult. The thing that I'm most interested in, Alec, that you, that you mentioned is landing a big account like a Home Depot, like a Disney. How are, how are you landing a big account like that? What's the move? The move is the fact that we're giving you the time back that I hate to like buzz over big Fortune 500 companies, but a Deloitte and EY PwC, they have a lot of overhead. They have a lot of offices. You got 70,000 people. You got secretaries. You got business analysts that don't know your name. And it's not that tailor-made solution anymore that a lot of businesses need, especially being here in South Florida. It is... It's the mecca of startups nowadays. Uh, I really think there's a pivotal shift here where in order to sustain and to grow, you need that delegation power. And that power shift gives you your time back, finally, to make decisions to grow faster, especially in a high-paced environment like that. Does that answer your question? It, It does. So basically what you've done is you're differentiating Corey Bridge Analytics from some of the other big the big Absolutely. analytic companies, which obviously it's important, right? We yeah. make, how are you getting these people on the phone though? Like if, if I was to think to myself, I'm a young entrepreneur, I solve a problem. Home Depot needs me. Home Depot could really use my skill set. How are you actually getting the decision makers on the phone? Me personally, I like networking events. Uh, it's where I shine. Not everybody's like that. You got to know, especially being a part of a sales team and b- helping build a sales team. And bringing that organization from the bottom up, you are the pillar. You need to leverage your strengths. You will do things that you stink at, quite frankly, and that you need to better approach when it comes to prospecting and lead gen. But if, you, if you're good at writing, if you're good with copy and script, right? Like get on those phone calls, get those reps in, get on email. Um, it's... It's per person. I'm really good talking to people in this environment, mean gentlemen like yourself. And I think young entrepreneurs should leverage that themselves as well. Yo, are you interested in business ownership? For many entrepreneurs, the journey starts with non-food franchising. 
Franchising is simply the better option for many entrepreneurs and demand is at an all-time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Franbridge Consulting, is here to help you today. John and his Franbridge Consulting team are part of the largest brokerage in the U.S. and are constantly vetting the market thoroughly. Franbridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the non-food franchising world. They will find the best business for you, your personality, and your location, from healthcare to dumpsters, from youth soccer to oil changes, even insulation and windows. And the best part, it's 100% fee-free, no additional costs to you. You may have heard John on Entrepreneurs on Fire. He has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor, a multi-brand franchisee, and in fact, he's one of the top 1% consultants nationwide. Listen, sign up for a free consultation with the CEO, John, today, not his assistant, not his sales team. Sign up for free with John today at FranbridgeConsulting.com. That's FranbridgeConsulting.com. And guess what? He's even going to send you a copy of his book for free, Non-Food Franchising. For free, free book. You got to love it. So go to FranbridgeConsulting.com right now. All right, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about, I wanted to hear about you. I want to hear specifics. Like, what are you doing? You're coming to a networking event, like here at the LeVan Center. What's, how are you actually going to develop a relationship? What are you doing? Obviously what I'm doing is I'm at a podcast booth. We get on the recording. I lead with value. Maybe that leads to something in the future. Rapport first. Rapport Rapport first. first, Always. Like if you're one of those people to hitch slap someone, like the moment (laughs) you walk up to them, you're not going to... It's very off-putting. It's very used car salesman-y, right? And that's not my objective. I want to come off as informational and I'm your subject matter expert. And maybe you don't need time. Maybe you don't have the money, whatever. You don't want those excuses forever. I'm your subject matter expert. And what you don't need is more time or to think about the money. You need information and you need your, and then that will lead you to your time back. As I build the rapport with you, that's what I'm leveraging. I'm just giving you the information. I can't convince you of anything you don't already want to do. People go and want to buy something or they're at these events and they have a nuance of a need. And if you can tease out those pain points, when I'm building rapport with you, I'm looking for your pain points. It is that simple. I am here and genuinely want to help. And if you don't have that first and foremost in your mind, you're not going to be top of mind when it comes to people later on. I want to build rapport here. I want to see people multiple times. It is a hard grind to be in sales and to try and curate those relationships, but it's so worth it over time because if you're just out there trying to get with organizations, make friends, quite frankly, I don't, I don't care, quite frankly, if you get on a 15, 30 minute consultation with us and you just walk away with the information. That's the objective. It gives my team practice. It gives your team insights. We both learn something. I've never had someone walk away unhappy from those meetings because at least you understand prescriptive nature of analytics and it gives you something to walk away with. Why do we listen to podcasts, right? We're all trying to learn a little something. And if I can do that in a conversation just to build that relationship, it's key amongst all other things, I think. I'm I'm with you 100%. What I want to do here is kind of flesh out this idea a little bit more, right? So you, you meet someone at a networking event. You're like, this is an interesting person. I want to take this relationship further. You get a business card. Yep. Do you do that normally at the end of a conversation, the beginning? I introduce the myself, honestly. If, if I can, I try and introduce myself and the organization 
in the back end of the conversation. Sure. Like, okay. Yeah. Like try and have a little, you know, a little hourglass if you're a cold caller and don't talk about anything business till the hourglass is done. Right. Yeah, like right. It, whatever it takes. Right. Um, because you are there to build a rapport. If they don't like you, they will zone you out and they will just give you a hundred excuses, which you can try and leverage a framework to try and break yourself out of that. But at the end of the day, if they don't like you, they don't care. Right. So you build the relationship, you build the rapport. And then at the end you say, oh, by the way, this is what my company does. Yep. When do you follow up with that person afterwards? Is it that same night? Is it a couple days later? And how are you following up? Uh, it depends on the means that I identified in the conversation. That's something I'm teasing out well is are they technically competent? Do they really like to text? Are they tech savvy? Are they email savvy? Do they want me to talk to them later at events like this? Some people are like, yeah, I do not want 15 minutes on your calendar. I want you to come back to me in two hours and we'll chat. Mm. And you got to be ready for that. Um, and I'm not always, but you got to, you got to approach it with a little bit of adaptive, like problem solving. And um, in that right, it helps to just think about sales as you're just getting another meeting. Do not slap them with a pitch right out the gate. Maybe if they're not receptive to it, don't slap them with a meeting right out the gate, but make it as easy as possible to get back in contact with you and make them want to have another conversation with you. It does not have to be all business. That's the rapport building. Do you want to talk to me again? Kind of thing. And you, I have found this to be really powerful in, in building up my podcast production agency. There are people I meet on LinkedIn. They're like, you know what? I don't need a podcast or maybe they have a podcast, but they don't want to invest money. And I'm like, listen, I'm here to help. Yeah. We hop on a 20 minute call. Here's a link. I'm not going to sell you anything. Yeah. I just want to know more. And I feel like that type of authenticity is, is more of like that long game. It's the, it's the patience. It's how can I develop a relationship now that'll pay off a year from now or five years from yeah. now, or maybe doesn't pay off with them, but they refer me to someone or they, I stay top of mind and they say, you know, Oh, you're launching a podcast bill. Talk to Mark. It's someone that I know. And, um, but that's a tough thing though. Cause yeah. when you're in the sales business, you got to make sales, especially if you're a young entrepreneur, you're trying to get to your first six figure year. You need the cash now. Yeah. You need, you need things to happen in two weeks, two months, not two quarters, not right. two years. And that's like, I think you need to take more of that enterprise approach that long-term rapport building, networking is your net worth. People might argue with me on that one. But also, I think the combo and why people argue with that is that I don't think you came from a place of wanting to make a ton of money doing this. I think you organically wanted to talk to people. That's why Gage is talking to you. Please tell me if I'm wrong. But I think it came from a genuine spot. And people gravitate towards the genuine element of what you're trying to give them, solve for them, or just communicate to them. And I think if you can find what got you to do, why, what, why do you do what you do as an entrepreneur? That invokes visceral emotion in other people. I agree. Leverage that. Like, we're all out here trying. We're all out here very human. We got other things going, right? Like, it's the very rocking chair analogy, though. If they don't want to talk to you, they're not going to sit on their rocking chair with your business card later and be like, man, when should I set up time with Alec? If they didn't enjoy the conversation again, like... They, they won't. Their mom calls. They got a dog to pick up poop in the backyard. It, we got things going on in our lives. We're all busy. We don't want to be that way forever, though. And if you can give people their time back as a young entrepreneur or an entrepreneur just trying to get to that six-figure jump, right, or that seven-figure jump, 
those are the hardest legs to pull. Once you're there, it's exponential at that point, and it becomes a, a sustainability game, excuse me. Yeah, and it's easier to be sustainable when you're, to your point, being authentic, figuring out your core strength, your zone of genius, and leaning into that, um, and being authentic about it. Yeah. it just, it's like a pandemic of people trying to pretend to be what their favorite you yeah. know, social don't, media personality is doing. That is, that's not sustainable. And I don't think people are drawn to it either. I think Don't people, change face. People see it. You yeah. can see, everybody 100%. can see right through it, right? Like, 100%. So, Alec, before we get into the rapid fire section of the show, which I know you're excited for, buckle up, put the seatbelt on. Uh, tell us, where's the best place for us to find you online? Uh, QuarryBridgeAnalytics.com. Uh, I'm at Alec, Alec W at QuarryBridge.com if you want to get a hold of me. We're uh, revamping the website. We're putting some good links on there. We're trying to get segments out here, uh, little podcast snippets, much like this. So we'll definitely have to keep in touch. But Query Bridge Analytics, uh, Q-U-E-R-Y, Bridge. And we're bridging the gap between data and business growth. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Alec, let's go. You ready? Rapid I'm fire? ready. Send it. All right, let's go. Uh, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Mm. Jaws was scary initially, but now I love it. Funny <laughs> dichotomy there, right? <laughs> that is, that is. Uh, if you could be any animal, what kind of animal would you be? A mako shark. I'm seeing some correlations yeah. here. It's, it's seeing some correlations. And we're at NSU, whose mascot is a shark. So we've got like the triumvirate. Oh, coming. yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be here at this moment on this podcast. <laughs> I know it was. Uh, if you could sit next to anyone on a plane, who would you sit next to? Tim Ferriss. Ooh. That four-hour work week? Yep. It's changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, where will you be at professionally in 10 years? Leading this organization or another organization, but definitely this one. I, I love what I do here, and this is where I thrive. You got to know what you like. You got to know what drives you. This drives me. This organization, seeing it grow. Are NFTs overrated or underrated? I think it was a very catalytic creation, if you will. I think people were able to leverage that like any other market. I think they were underrated. for a very, There's an expiration date on that, right? I think they're overrated now because a lot of people have caught up. Initially, I think they were underrated. I should have done my 50 hours of research far earlier. It's too late now, I think. I think we're just at the beginning. I don't think it's even started. Interesting. But I think that the way that we've seen NFTs over the past year and a half, two years, that, that I think is dead yeah. to an extent. The market expands, you mean the opportunities. I agree with you on yeah. that. The innovation side of it, how we do business, much like how this pandemic shaped and formed a new right. way of doing business, I think NFTs do that. I agree. I agree. So we'll, we'll see. It's, it's kind yeah. of a fun, it's kind of a fun space. And you know, QR codes before the pandemic, nobody was using car, QR codes. I don't have cards in my pocket. I have a QR code and it, with my calendar. It's changed everything. Every, I, I guarantee you, every single person here knows what a QR code is and yeah. they know how to use it. And five years ago, probably 5%. Yeah. Right. So I, good point. Um, Alec, if you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? Keep going. It's going to be hard, but you need to look at yourself as a mentor five, 10 years from now. I am my idol in an essence. Maybe that sounds egotistical, but I think you should strive and not compare 
to others necessarily and compare where do you want to be? Because that comparison game, it's an ugly step step cousin to like really bad mental space when it comes to achievement. Yeah. Com- comparison is the thief of joy. Yep. No. That's that's what I was looking for. Thank you. Alec, Alec said it. I agree with it 100%. Alec, thanks for joining the show, brother. Of course. Thank you, bro. Yo, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you're walking away with something practical that you can use in your business. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And we will catch you here next time on After Hours Entrepreneur. It's up to you. Go take the action, baby. Go make it happen. See ya. Peace.